to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins, each and every day. How's it going, everybody? It is Wednesday. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we are on top of the hump, hump day of the week and hump day of training camp. Seven practices down, seven more to go, and we've got you covered on number eight today. We're going to hear from Coach here in just one second, Nick Needham, Kayvon Frazier, and Durham Smythe, plus all the news and notes from the day on the field All of that and more on this Wednesday training camp, August the 26th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. And it kind of goes this way when you have a podcast that publishes every single day. It seems like you hit the publish button, you come back five minutes later, and there is more news to come out. The news last night after the podcast published was that Curtis Weaver, Dolphins' fifth-round draft pick from this last April, was in fact claimed by the Cleveland Browns after being waived slash injured on Monday. On Tuesday, the Browns put the claim in, so Curtis Weaver goes north up to Cleveland. We're going to go ahead and get to Coach's Media here in just one second, but first, as the official well provider and sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins, Baptist Health is ready and committed to continue caring for you safely. This pandemic has reminded us that crisis doesn't build character, it reveals character. It has also taught us that our health is truly what matters most. We have the power to protect each other by wearing a mask, so who do you wear a mask for? Mask up South Florida, keep caring, live healthy, stay strong, and learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. Tomorrow on YouTube and on social media, we're going to have the second Drive Time Training Camp special. It is a video show recapping all the day's events out here in Davie on the Dolphins Training Camp 2020 practice field. Hopefully the weather will be a little bit more cooperative this time around. Last week we had to go in the studio. Hopefully this time we can get outside, shoot that thing outside, give you guys plenty of good B-roll, some interviews. We're going to have Isaiah Ford on the interview for that particular episode. So do not forget to check that episode out. Also go back and check out the first episode from last Thursday to get you caught up on all the latest and greatest here from Miami Dolphins Training Camp 2020. And on that note, let's go ahead and turn to Wednesday, Brian Flores' media availability. Let's go ahead and kick it off here. Having officials on the football field for the first time on Tuesday's practice and how beneficial it is to have more of a game-like atmosphere on the practice field. Yeah, I thought it was great to have the officials out there and get more of a live, uh, real look at uh, game atmosphere would, would, would be like, as you would imagine in, in a training camp setting, there's a lot of chatter about that would have been a foul or this would have been holding or this would have been pass interference or it was good to get them out there. Uh, we tried, I, you know, and I tried to talk to the players about not worrying about the official, moving on to the next play. Uh, so it was nice to, to you know, let them call it, let them handle it. And whether you agree, disagree, you know, we just had to move on. Uh, there were also just some things that we could have done better. We had a couple of delayed games yesterday. Um, you know, there was a, a potential, a, a close 12 men in a huddle. Um, and those are those are you know, penalties we can take care of ourselves as, you know, as long as we're paying, paying attention to detail and we're, uh, you know, as a coaching staff and as players, we're, we're on top of things. So it was, uh, it's, it's always great to have the officials and, you know, to have a game-like atmosphere is, you know, it really felt like football. 
watching Hard Knocks on Tuesday night, and they talked about going to a live drill. Live just means tackling is 100% game situation. You can take guys to the ground, tackle, and, and pretty much just play football all the way. That's obviously not what most teams do in training camp. For, for the most part, it's going to be more hold guys up, don't take them to the ground, protect yourself. So I asked Coach how he evaluates the running backs without having live periods and how he feels the running back room is doing so far here in training camp. Hey, good morning, Coach. Um, I'm curious about your evaluation of the running game and the running backs in particular. How do you evaluate backs in a situation where maybe the tackling isn't necessarily live? And how would you evaluate your running back room so far through uh, seven days of camp? I think there's a lot of competition in that room um, with Jordan, with Brito, with Gaskin, with Balaj, with Laird. You know, each have their own unique skill set. It's been a physical camp. You know, obviously we're not taking them to the ground, but there is – uh, contact defensively on the offense and defensive line. So get a pretty good feel for who's getting yards, what, what, you know, who would break what tackle. But, you know, at the running back position, it's are they making the right cut? And I think, you know, each guy's uh, had some good moments, had some not so good moments. Uh, we're all kind of getting better after each rep. Um, the blocking from a protection standpoint has been good uh, for the most part, um, as at least as far as knowing what, who to who to block and where to go, you know, in the, in the, in the pass game, you know, they're you know, I think they're doing a good job in the pass game as well. So good group, a lot of competition, um, and you know, we just still got you know uh, seven training camp or I don't know what day it is, seven or eight training camp had a couple days uh, left, and uh, they'll keep competing. On the topic of competing, no matchup, in my opinion, has been more competitive than Devontae Parker and Byron Jones or Preston Williams on Byron Jones. Pretty much any receiver going up against Byron Jones has been a great battle all training camp long. Here is Coach talking about Byron Jones getting acclimated here to the South Florida Heat and improving every single day and just an overall evaluation of Miami's new cornerback in Byron Jones. I think, it's, I think he's done a, a good job, but you know, as you, you put it, I mean, he's, he's getting acclimated. Um, I think, you know, the heat down here for a lot of players is, is um, it's something you got to get acclimated to. I know when I, when I, when I showed up here, um, something I had to get acclimated to as well. Practice has been competitive between, you know, he, Devontae, Preston, Jakeem, um, really that receiver, DB um, competition that's, that's gone on, on there has been, has been good. And, uh, you know, Byron's a, a good player. Um, I think he's improving every day. He'll, he'll continue to improve. So he puts the work in. Um, he's very diligent. Obviously, it's a new system. He's still still learning um, some of the nuances you know, within the system, but I, I think he's progressing well. And those guys that Byron Jones goes up against every day in practice, the wide receivers. Here's Coach talking about the wide receiver room and, in particular, the slot position. You know, as far as you know, slot, we've had a few guys working in there. And we've had some of the outside receivers working there as well. You know, Devontae's been in there a little bit. Preston's been in there a little bit. Uh, Jakeem, like you mentioned, uh, Isaiah Ford, I think he's done a good job in there, you know, Keem as well. Uh, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of competition at, at, at that position. We're, we're going to bring the, 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 you know, let's call it five, six, seven best guys that we feel are going to help us win and we'll be productive and block, and do things in the kicking game and do things in the slot. I think that, that whole group's uh, done well. And Jakeem's part of that. I mean, you mentioned him specifically. He's part of that as well. Uh, I think they're all working. They're all competing. So. And so then we dive into the practice notes by letting you know that it was a pretty light day on Wednesday. Nothing really to report on a team period session standpoint. And we did have some guys return to practice and some good one-on-one action. So we can go ahead and detail that on the podcast. Let's go ahead and do that. 
right now. First, Jakeem Grant was back out there. Preston Williams was also back on the field after his day off on Tuesday. Kyle Van Noy's out there working again for the second straight day after leaving Monday's practice with an undisclosed injury. I saw Mike Gesicki out there getting more work on Wednesday after on Tuesday he kind of sat out some of the later portions of practice, but he was back out there working on Wednesday as well. Kalen Balaj did leave practice with a trainer on Wednesday, and I saw Jesse Davis on the exercise bike at the end of practice. A couple of notes I saw here during the initial individual period, and Raekwon Davis, some of the defensive linemen, were working on some pad drills and some footwork and hand placement, kind of synchronizing those two things together you want to be aligned with your hand and your feet because it all works in one unison together. And he was doing this against a coach working on the hand placement. And it just, I wrote down, it didn't look fun for the coach. He was getting thrown back there by big Raekwon Davis, as pretty much anybody in the universe would have that happen to them as well. I took a note about a Byron Jones catch on the individual drills where he went up one-handed and palmed it. It honestly looked to me like Jumpman Jordan. My goodness, that guy's athletic traits are unbelievable. Solomon Kinley, back to the Raekwon Davis thing, he had a block on Robert Hunt holding a bag in the individual portions, and he knocked him back pretty noticeably. And Robert Hunt weighs 330 pounds. Then he did the exact same thing to Shaq Calhoun, and Calhoun had to gather himself as he fell backwards over the block. So Solomon Kinley showing off the power in those individual drills. Then we had some one-on-ones. Let's go ahead and just rip through those here, and we'll get to the interviews from Durham Smythe, Kayvon Frazier, and Nick Needham. I was watching the defensive line versus offensive line at first, and Devon Godshaw had himself a good day out there again, throwing some pass rush at the Dolphins' offensive line. I saw the first rep he had, he won inside, but also forced a hold. Again, we have officials out there on the offensive lineman across from him. And then Ted Karras had a really good rep against Christian Wilkins, who tried to throw power at him. And Ted Karras, his pass protection really is something you note from last season and coming into camp so far this year. He's really holding up on the interior as a pass blocker. And last year, over the final six games of the season for the Patriots, he was PFF's second graded pass blocking center in the NFL. So big step forward there for Ted Karras on the interior of this Dolphins offensive line. And speaking of good looking pass protectors, Eric Flowers has some really, really good work. There was a rep where he went up against Zach Sealer, who continues to get wins and just have absolute awesome pass rush moves. He had a good rep against Shaq Calhoun where he went arm over and kind of caused an ooh out of the rest of the team standing there watching off to the side. But back to Eric Flowers, he went up against Zach Sealer and Sealer with those active long arms, very heavy hands. We saw that last year. He throws a punch that forces Flowers to have to reposition his hands and get himself back in in good shape to try to win the rep. And he did just that and locked it down, dropped the anchor. Really, really sturdy guy there again on the interior of that Dolphins offensive line. I took a look at Shaq Lawson for a nice win as a pass rush off the right side of the defensive line, left side of the Dolphins offensive line. And he really, one thing I noticed about his game is he can really lean into the to the pass blocker and kind of use his balance and leverage to reposition that blocker, which of course throws off the entire pass protection idea of the offensive line. But he has really good balance as he plays through that leverage. Emmanuel Ogba out there just doing what he does. He is just too long, it seems, for most of the offensive linemen he goes up against. He is constantly getting pressure in the backfield. I had Adam Pankey with a really good anchor against Raekwon Davis. I had Devon Godshaw this time going up against Ted Karras, and that was kind of a premier battle here because both those guys have been doing so well in these drills, and Godshaw got inside for a nice pass rush win again. Again, Devon had a very nice drill in the one-on-one pass rushing drills. Jason Strobridge gets himself a nice rep. 
And he's a guy that played all across the North Carolina defensive line last year in college. And you kind of see some of the inside-outside ability there that Coach Flores has talked about, not just in positions he plays, but the ability to kind of set a move up with an outside stab, and then he jabs back across the face of the blocker in front of him, and he can win that way both with power and some quickness. I think the fifth-round pick out of UNC has had a very nice camp so far. Keaton Sutherland, a guy we don't talk about a whole lot, I saw him get a very nice pass rush rep win on Benito Jones, just really widened his stance and dropped that anchor and held the point there real quick. And then I finished up here by mentioning a great rep by Jonathan Hubbard on Andrew Van Ginkle. He did a good job getting depth and then working back inside as Van Ginkle tried to cross face on that pass rush move. And that's one of Van Ginkle's go-to moves. So good work there from Jonathan Hubbard. I finally wrapped it up here by saying Raekwon Davis gets a nice pass rush win before the team went into some stunts and picks and games up front. And I noticed a nice chemistry brewing there between Christian Wilkins and Shaq Lawson, which is funny because they went to Clemson, but not at the same time, obviously. Some real nice chemistry there to work together and find a way to come off those blocks and get to the quarterback. I had Julian Davenport and Danny Isadora with a great stunt pickup on a particular pass rush. Didn't see who they were going up against. Then I had Robert Hunt with a very good rep against Emmanuel Ogba. So a good win there for the rookie going up against who has been probably the most impressive of pass pressure so far at Dolphins camp. And then I took another note of Raekwon Davis showing some nice wiggle to come off a block and kind of loop around and get to the backfield that way. So power and athletic agility, Raekwon Davis looks the part. Took a look over at the receivers and tight ends going up against the defensive backs. I had two back-to-back reps of Adam Shaheen on Kayvon Frazier. He got clean on the first one and got open and made a big catch. The second one, he pushed off pretty badly and Frazier was just looking at him like, hey, come on, dude, you can't do that. And the, the ref did throw the flag there in the middle of the field. So some fun banter back and forth. I wrote down the I Isaiah Ford just looks so silky smooth as a receiver, or a route runner rather, and he catches the football so consistently in traffic. You have to have that reliability in this league to play on those tough third downs. We saw Ford convert a bunch of third downs late in the year last season. I just like the way that all of his routes look the exact same, whether it's a takeoff or a comeback or working inside, outside. He just is consistent in everything he does. We're going to talk to Isaiah Ford on tomorrow's edition of the Drive Time Podcast. I wrote down Preston Williams is a beast. I mean, that's not news to you guys, but he ran a really interesting hookup route with an inside release and he got the defensive back to fall down. That was just really pure, smooth route running from Preston Williams. I had Durham Smythe getting vertical on Jerome Baker and Durham's been doing that a lot lately in practice, getting vertical down the football field, kind of showing some of the athletic traits that he does feature. We haven't seen a whole lot of him because he does do a lot of blocking as he did at Notre Dame, but this training camp, he's getting down the field a lot in the passing game. Then another safety on tight end matchup, Eric Rowe had airtight coverage on Chris Myrick, who went up and almost pulled down a one-handed catch, but Rowe was able to poke that thing out. Really good battle there between those two guys. I wrote down that Matt Breida is just tough on the linebackers because he's so freaking quick, keeps those hips parallel to the line of scrimmage, and can really get off that choice route going inside or outside very smoothly. He's a dynamic pass-receiving threat out of the backfield. Noah Igbenogany had some good reps in this drill. He can hit the brakes on takeoff routes and drive back down the stem on like a comeback or or a hitch or a curl, something where the receiver wants to sell that takeoff to go deep and then come back to the quarterback. He can transition out of that position so well. I put a great clip of him playing against Florida last year up against Kyle Pitts. 
presumably tight end number one coming into next year's draft. And there's a great rep where he really transitions out of a back pedal and smoothly drives that thing upfield. Just a pure athlete there for Noah Igbenogany. I also wrote that he undercut a route and trail technique. He just looks so good in playing close combat with those receivers and tight ends out there. Very athletic, very strong. I also went back to Chris Myrick, who got a nice route with a stack and shake off the, off the top of the route for a catch on Jeremiah Denson. And then Kalen Balazs made a nice little move on an angle route going up against Jerome Baker for a catch. But again, Kalen Balazs did leave the practice, so we'll see and get an update on his status later on this week. I had Chester Rogers with a nice catch on Tay Hayes and then Chris Myrick, a catch uh, working on Clayton Fedgelin. Both those were in tight coverage with the receivers able to squeeze the football there. Then they ended the practice with a bunch of conditioning, getting these dudes spent up before their player day off on Thursday, tomorrow. And on that note, we will have the Drive Time Training Camp Special episode number two tomorrow for you guys, both on YouTube, MiamiDolphins.com. We'll have the interview with Isaiah Ford on the podcast and on the video show. We also will hear from the defensive assistants and continue to bring you coverage from Dolphins Training Camp each and every day here on the podcast. Let's go ahead and turn this thing over now to the players that met with the media on Wednesday after practice, and we start with cornerback Nick Needham on what changed for him between year one and year two now in a second training camp with the Miami Dolphins. Um, difference is uh, just, I think, for me coming into my second year, just the game kind of slowing down a lot. Not a lot, but a little bit for me. Um, and just in training camp, we've had the same guys out here, um, all competitive, all willing to work, all trying to give their hardest. So it's just been a real competitive camp this year, for sure. Up next, my question for Nick. Hey, Nick, uh, coach talked a little bit last year about recognizing some talent in you pretty early on during camp, but mentioned some things you had to work on to get off the practice squad. Then you get called up and have that immediate impact right away. I'm curious, what are some of those things that you worked on? And is there anything in particular this offseason you worked on the same way? Um, well, this this offseason, last offseason, the same things. Um, just getting in shape. Um, last year, I came into camp at 205, like, um, like I said last year. Um, and just I wasn't able to run at my full potential and finish like a whole practice through that heat. So um, definitely this this come this offseason I just came up right now. I was uh, more focused on that and didn't want to let that happen again. So um, I came in and had like one of my best uh, overall body composition. So I was good uh, body weight and uh, body fat. So I was that's what I was focused on, just eating right and really taking it more professionally. And up next, Nick was asked to evaluate the game of rookie cornerback Dolphins first-round draft pick number 30 overall out of Auburn, Noah Igbenogany. Here's what Nick had to say about his competition and position made there in Igbenogany. No, that's been cool. It's crazy that uh, he's only 20 years old. Um, dude's uh, physically physically gifted for sure, 205 from 4-3. So I'm, I'm still I'm in awe of him as well. I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. Um, but no, he's a great player, physical, always willing to learn and a great teammate to have for sure. And on that topic of professionalism and talking about a player who developed like Nick Needham did in his rookie season, here's a really interesting response to a question about where he was at this time last year with his conditioning and some hard lessons he had to learn about being a professional and the dedication required to get yourself in shape and ready for game days on Sundays. They had, uh, I just didn't, I, I failed my first conditioning test, which was very embarrassing for me. Um, so I was one of the only ones and uh, that was just being out of shape. So it was like a little team joke. Everybody's calling me like fat and stuff. So I was just, at my miles, I could never have that again. So I was just always pushing my hardest to never be that guy again. I can't be the only one like that. And I was talking about, like, I got a gut at DB and stuff. So I used to make little jokes like that. So I was like, never again, I can't have that happen. 
And on the topic of more professionalism, Nick was asked about the addition of veteran cornerback Byron Jones in the offseason and how Jones has helped set an example in the defensive backroom for players like Nick and the other young guys on the roster. Um, just how he approaches everything, like practice, meetings, anything he does, he treats it just like the same thing, and he just attacks it. Um, he's very focused. He's very, very focused. Um, and he just has – he's very uh, <clears throat> intellectual, so he uh, gives me a bunch of tips – smart tips that I can use on the field. And uh, just from his experience and being out there, we play like 59 games. Like that's a lot of experience out there. So anything on film he sees, he'll give me little tips on what, how he played something in the game or some of that nature. So I'll just use that all in my toolbox. Anytime you get a Chad Ocho Cinco reference on the podcast, you have to run with that. And here Nick Needham talks about his nutrition and how he learned what not to do by observing Chad Ocho Cinco. Uh, well, yeah, like I said last year, um, just not as much fast food and uh, really locking in. I didn't think that eating a bunch of nonsense really affected me like that. And I'd watch guys like Chad Ochocinco who said he eats McDonald's before every practice. So I'm like, oh, yeah, see, it doesn't even matter. But to me, it definitely matters. I've heard there's only a couple people like that in the NFL that can do that. So um, definitely learned it didn't work for me. So I had to figure that out the hard way. Last week, we learned about the Dolphins' point board on defense for getting their hands on footballs. Here's Nick Needham explaining a little bit further in depth what exactly that board tracks and the thought process behind it. Well, yeah, uh, picks is the most. I think it's like, I think it's five points for picks. Um, for a scoop, if you get a scoop off a fumble, it's like three points, and then PBUs is one point. So, okay. obviously, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to get to the, uh, the pick, but, uh, and also, if you drop a pick, that's missed opportunity. That's minus, I think that's minus five as well, so. You know what I'm saying? We're calling everybody accountable. If the ball touches your hands, you need to make a play on it. And we finish up here with Nick from yours truly. I was curious to ask him about competition level and going up against guys like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams every day in practice. Hey, Nick, I'm curious to ask you about some of the competition you've seen, not just in the NFL in general, but this year in training camp. Coming out of UTEP, obviously not going to find Devontae Parker's and Preston Williams down there. What have you learned from those guys, but also your experience last year going up against some of the league's best as you played so many snaps at cornerback last season? I've definitely learned, definitely from Devontae and Preston, that you can be draped all over them. Quarterback's still going to trust trust them to make a play on the ball. He's going to throw it up there. It's only where they can uh, reach it. So you got to be good at playing the hands, and sometimes you may not even be able to look back because you don't know exactly where that ball is going to be placed because they have such a long reach and extension. And that's also what I learned in the NFL. Just because you're all over a guy doesn't necessarily mean he's all the way covered. Um, they still, they're still NFL receivers too, so they can make plays on the ball no matter what. And we'll go over to the offensive side of the ball now and tight end Durham Smythe, third-year tight end out of Notre Dame. The first question posed to him was about the unheralded role of bla- of being that blocking tight end, special teams type of guy that can really help out in multiple phases of the game, but maybe not have as many receptions on the board. Here's Durham talking about his role with this Dolphins team. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that's something that I've kind of, uh, a role that I've fulfilled um, for a while in my uh, football career dating back to, um, getting back to college um, and obviously through the last two years. So um, I think it's an important part of the game. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys and a lot of other teams that do the same thing, um, come in, kind of fulfill multiple roles, um, benefit the running game, things like that. Um, and, you know, you kind of throw yourself in the same boat in terms of not getting the recognition just with the O-line because, you know, those guys always say uh, um, you only get the recognition when something bad happens. So that's uh, you kind of throw yourself in the same boat as that and just uh, – kind of appreciate what you uh, what you bring to the table. 
And as we often do, we asked Durham Smythe to evaluate one of the players in his room, some of his competition, New Dolphins tight end Adam Shaheen, who of course arrived last month via a trade. Here is Durham Smythe talking about New Dolphins tight end Adam Shaheen. Yeah, Adam's a great guy. Um, he fits well in our room. Uh, he's smart. He's caught the offense um, from a mental standpoint very quickly. Um, he's one of the guys. Uh, like I said, he kind of came in and just fit right in with us. Um, you know, like I said, he's, he's, he's taking the offense mentally very well. Um, and now he's just kind of one of us. So it's, it's, it's been a very smooth transition, I think, for him. And here's one of my favorite answers of the day from Durham Smythe or from anybody that talked to the media, talking about the balance these guys have in their skill sets and maybe trying to erase tendencies by being more multiple in their roles with Durham learning how to be more of a pass catcher, Mike Gesicki learning how to be more of an inline blocker. Here's Durham Smythe on the versatility of that Dolphins tight end room. You know, I think I kind of benefit from being in a room um, the last few years with guys that have, uh, you know, I guess natural talent in different uh, kind of different ways. Um, I think that with me and Mike going into our third year here, um, we kind of took a step back after last year um, and thought, you know, how can we benefit this offense um, by something more than just what we're good at personally? Um, so I think we worked this offseason a lot on trying to become more versatile, more multiple, um, which I think will eventually kind of eradicate some of our tendency based things within our offense. Um, so obviously I spent a lot of time talking to Mike about, you know, how he, he releases routes, stuff like that. Um, I've spent some time with him about, you know, the, 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 you know, the nitty gritty in the run game. Um, so I think hopefully if we can both, you know, benefit in those areas, uh, we'll be a, a lot less tendency based in this offense. And now, as most players will on offense, we asked Durham to evaluate Tua Tungavailoa, Dolphins rookie quarterback. Yeah, uh, well, for, first of all, Tua, um, you know, he's got a great arm. That's, you know, that's evident to everyone immediately. But uh, he, he's a guy that obviously can make all the throws. And one more here for Dolphins tight end Durham Smythe from me. A little bit of a repetitive question, but I was curious to talk to him about the balance in 12 personnel when the Dolphins do go two tight ends between he and Mike Kosicki. Again, two guys with pretty different playing styles at the same position. Hey, Durham, uh, you guys play a lot of 12 personnel, or you play in a lot of 12 personnel, rather, with Mike Kosicki last year. And as you mentioned, part of that unheralded role, you guys do kind of play two different roles, again, as you mentioned. How do you think you guys balance each other in that package? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, uh, I think we have uh, natural talents in different areas. Um, you know, I think mainly because of, you know, what, what we have physically, uh, whether it's size, speed, um, you know, any, uh, maybe a history with a run game, a history with running routes. Um, so I think that's where a lot of the, the narrative comes out is, you know, I'm the guy that's going to come in and, you know, be the inline blocker and he's going to come in and catch all the passes, which, you know, to this point it has been. But like I said, I think this offseason going into year three, I think we understand the game enough to, like, like I said, we kind of took a step back um, and thought about how we can both become a little bit more versatile um, to benefit this offense as a whole. And I think that's something that hopefully, you know, through this training camp um, and through this season, we can, uh, you know, we can bring it, bring about. And so there goes Durham Smythe. And up next, finishing out the day's media availability, we had new Dolphin safety Kayvon Frazier, who was first asked about playing down in the box and executing his run fits as a strong safety. Yeah, um, you know, run fits, to me, uh, that's one of my strong suits. Um, you know, it just kind of come natural to me. Um, and Dallas, you know, I don't want to speak too much about this, about uh, my time in Dallas, but during my time in Dallas, I was, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was down in the box a lot, uh, you know, filling the holes and filling the gaps. So 
you know, this defense is just, it's just, it's just coming natural to me. Up next, my question for Kayvon Frazier about playing both defense and special teams here in Miami. Hey, Kayvon, kind of on that same tone there, uh, you played a lot of special teams there with Dallas, and now you come here to compete for work in the defensive backfield. How important is it to you to have a chance to really earn reps on defense? And what's been your impression so far of the defensive back room through the first couple of weeks of training camp? You know, it's definitely important. Um, like I said, I, I really don't want to go too much in my time at Dallas because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a new chapter now. You know, uh, and I'm just grateful to be here. But um, I didn't really get the opportunity that I wanted there. So here, um, it's definitely important to me to to try to get on the field at def- on defense. But with that being said, I'm willing to do whatever they want me to do. Um, you know, I realize, uh, you know, I'm in my fifth year, and you know, we have a lot of other people also. So, you know, it's it's a lot of competition going on. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I'm just doing whatever they want me to do. If they want me to play strictly punt and just coverage units, I'm cool with that. If they need me in on defense, you know, I'm going to be ready for my opportunity when it comes. Short and sweet there with Kayvon Frazier. If you guys want to go check out the rest of these press conferences, they're all going to be available up on MiamiDolphins.com and on the team's YouTube page. Everywhere you can find Miami Dolphins football, you can find these press conferences every single day with three players and coach from post-practice and pre-practice in the media availabilities. As the official wellness provider and sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins, Baptist Health is ready and committed to continue caring for you safely. This pandemic has reminded us that crisis doesn't build character, it reveals it. It's also taught us that our health is truly what matters most. We have the power to protect each other by wearing a mask, so who do you wear a mask for? Mask up South Florida, keep caring, live healthy, stay strong, and learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. All right, that's going to do it for our time on the podcast today. We have the written component up on MiamiDolphins.com sometime this evening, recapping day eight of Dolphins training camp. Tomorrow, we're going to hear from the defensive assistant coaches with no practice. Players are off on Thursday. We'll come back on Friday, do it all over again. Saturday at the stadium as well. We'll have you guys covered every which way on this Dolphins football team. And do not forget to check out the Drive Time Training Camp special tomorrow night. The video release should be up sometime on Thursday. In the meantime, you all please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at WingfieldNFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. And, of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.